Yeah, let's get started. <clears throat> What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to episode nine of More Wrestling's podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Morrison. I'm joined today by two-time New York State champ, two-time NCAA champ, and two-time bronze world medalist, Nick Wisdowski. How are things going in rally today, Nick? Uh, it's good. It's, it snowed the other day, um, so it's kind of some of the colder days of the year. Um, but things are going well, man. Just uh, got back from France yeah, two weeks ago-ish or so, and um, I'm preparing for the next competition. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I, I kind of didn't know if it was nice down there or not. Um, it was negative seven up here in Governor uh, last night, and I got out of work this morning and had to help some old lady get out of her vehicle that was tipped over in a snowbank. So I'm away home from work. So, yeah. Yeah, negative seven. I don't miss that. That's yeah, cool. I didn't think you did. So uh, cool. I like to start these by asking how you got started into wrestling. Um, I got started. Um, my neighbors wrestled. Um, and we were close friends with them. My brother didn't wrestle. He's older than me. My parents didn't wrestle. Um, me and my brother would fight a lot in the house. So we just kind of, that was the next, uh, the next thing was wrestling. And I, I got to, and I enjoyed it. Uh, just at the, um, you know, Dwaynesburg Pee Wee Club. So that was, that was it. So uh, I'll get into a little bit of your, your high school career. Um, you were a two-time New York State champion under legendary coach Joe Benna at Dwaynesburg and we all uh we, coaches like that you really take something away from them um like what's the biggest thing that he taught or instilled in you that you use today um I think probably has got to be the the positivity uh he was a extremely positive coach not much negative and just good fundamentals of, of things and not even technique wise you know, his technique was good um, but just going in there and, and enjoying it. And um, I guess that's it, you know, like having a positive, positive uh, outcome and positive type stuff on the, on the sport. So uh, also in high school, you train at journeyman. When did you start uh, at journeyman? Uh, I started at journeyman and probably uh, 2007, maybe. Yeah. So I was going to ask uh, Frank, I was going to have him on my show kind of to pr promote my uh, or promote the uh, state tournament that he's putting on. But I wanted to ask him, you know, when did journeyman actually start? But so back in 2007, it was more of a club and uh, not necessarily hosting all these big tournaments. Right. Yeah, no, it was a it was a club. Um, 2007, I was I started in the Minimen program. Right which was like the first year of the Miniman program, like first or second year. Um, and even in the Miniman program, like I wasn't, uh, there wasn't many uh, partners my size. I was kind of the biggest one. Um, but then uh, I was there for like a year and then moved into the journeyman program. So um, that was that was when it started. Um, yeah, I think his club started probably like maybe even 04 or something like that a few years before I got there. I think it was probably – you were probably still in high school at the time, but uh, he started hosting some of, <clears throat> some of the events like the Northeast Duels. And now, yeah. I mean, now it's turned into tournaments like Journeyman Fall Classic, Pop and Flow Duels, and, and others that he does. So having like the Northeast Duels in your backyard, what was that like with all those D1 schools? 
Oh, that was cool. I I actually I went to all of them. Um, up until they stopped doing them, I I actually went to the first one ever. Um, I got to compete in them, so it, it was definitely cool. I you know seeing it up close and personal. Um, at that point in my life, I probably never thought I would actually wrestle. I'm like, wow, these guys are way too good. Like, look at me, I'm just like a little fat kid. Um, but get getting to kind of understand that and. Uh, all that type of stuff and and seeing guys from our area that I thought were you know the greatest wrestlers ever kind of go there and get their ass kicked like oh shit like he's not as good as I thought he was or like how come he's not starting well it's like well he's actually not good enough to be a starter right and you know you look at kids in your area growing up and you think they're so good and then you come to find out like oh he's actually kind of mid-level um but no it was they're definitely they're definitely awesome events um, and I wrestled at the pop and flow duels. Um, but prior to that, he wasn't running any of his other tournaments. Right. Um, so the Northeast duels, I, I remember going there as well when I was younger and, uh, there was, um, so Steve Brown, he went wrestle at central Michigan. He was from my area. And then yep. just South of me was Justin Lister. Of course he wrestled at Binghamton and, yep. uh, they both wrestled Brent Metcalf and I was an Iowa fan and, they both actually wrestled them pretty tough. I, I'm pretty sure, like, you know, I was up close and personal and watched, you know, Lister, like, shove Brent, and, uh, you know, Brent got all fired up, and, you know, the Iowa bench got fired up. But it was kind of cool seeing that, like, I mean, it's still a two-and-a-half, three-hour drive for me to get down there, but, you know, it was in our backyard, and I remember that like it was yesterday. Um, so, yeah, and you, you probably thought, like, Justin's this really good wrestler, and then, yeah, you know, you see him look very – uh, lackluster next to some of these other guys yeah that's for sure i think he might have got like majored by brent but like steve brown he wrestled for uh well can the school i coach at now to see him like wrestle brent and he wrestled them tough i think it was like a nine to four loss or something but uh yeah it was it was wild it was just a fun event to go to where was that at hudson valley yeah 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 and then right after that he was out running sprints in the hallway but yeah so you go from, um, you know, you were a two-time state champ, as I mentioned. I think your senior year, you were a Flow Nationals champ and an NHSCA champ. Is that right? Uh, yes. So, uh, I mean, I would assume that you're kind of getting recruited, um, you know, heavy. I don't know. But uh, you go from, you know, one pap, one Papalizio training at his club to his brother, Pat. And I'm sure you had a relationship with him before that, um, just, you know, the area you guys come from. But what, what made you choose Binghamton? Um, it was um, it was close to home. I, I got along well with Pat. Um, some other uh, some other schools some other schools I was looking at at the time uh, the things fell through with with scholarships and whatnot, and it just kind of kind of made it more clear that like this is the reason this one's still here is because it makes sense. Um, it makes sense and it can, it can do what I need it to do. So um, that's what kind of led me to my decision. Uh, was it like the, the, you know, shiniest and uh, most you know popular and everything? No, but it did. Uh, it did accomplish like my needs for it, I guess. Right. That's that cool. Sense. So you spend your freshman year at Binghamton where you're an all American at 285 pounds. I mean, as a true freshman, you, you, so you wrestled high school at 215. Um, I don't, I don't know if you were 
I mean, you kind of were undersized at 285, right? I mean, you kind of grew into yeah. a, your redshirt year, um, at least at 260, right? Yeah, I um, my first year, I was probably like 230, 240. Yeah, I, was, I looked up a pitcher um, last night, and I saw, like, you know, you were obviously pretty slim um, compared to your redshirt sophomore and uh, junior years. But So I was there in St. Louis when you went on a tear in the Russellbacks and you beat Cam Wade at Penn State to earn an All-American. How, what was that feeling like, you know, being down there as a true freshman and uh, getting an All-American? Uh, it was awesome, man. I, I don't, um, I guess, seeing yourself amongst uh, guys that you would previously have looked up to highly. No, I shouldn't say looked up to, but, um, you know, you see in the rankings ahead of you and all this stuff. And then you go, you go in and do your thing and, you know, you're, um, you, you, you finally get a chance to compete against some of these guys and you beat them and you knock them off and, you know, you, and then, then it's like you, it's like, you're the guy. So those, those things are, um, those things are cool. And then, and then, you know, accomplishing those things and looking around the arena and, you know, there's so much going on, but then having, you know, you could do that parade of all Americans at the end of the tournament, like, well, I'm, I'm right up here with all of them. This is pretty freaking sweet. So. <laughs> uh, do you remember the heavyweight that walked you out back then? Remember, like, it's usually like a former, yeah um i can't even remember i don't don't remember i was at the back of the line (laughs) yeah valid point um so sometime after your freshman year pat takes the job in raleigh north carolina at nc state uh was that an obvious decision to follow pat or did that take some time uh it kind of was a little bit obvious um but also at the same time um it was a big move for me um for my age and um my like maturity level like I was just like you know yeah I wanted to do it um I I had a gut feeling that it was like the right thing to do but also um going somewhere where you don't know anyone it's far from home that's a big that's a big change too because it wasn't like I was going there as like a freshman or something and you know you already had those that like freshman year now you're a sophomore and and the team as it was then and whatnot it was, um, it was different. It was it was a hard first couple of years. I, I can imagine. I mean, he's definitely changed the program and the culture around. Um, so you spend the first season down there as a redshirt, and it gave you time to grow into the weight, as we mentioned. So your redshirt sophomore year in 2014, you meet Tony Nelson in the finals, and he's going for his third title. So oddly enough, I think it was your first match at NCAA's when you wrestled for Binghamton. You wrestled Tony in the first round, right? Yeah. So that's kind of yeah. We wrestled. Uh, we wrestled uh, first round, and uh, I finished. Uh, he beat me eight zero. Yeah, I so, uh, I saw that in a when I was looking it up the other day, and I thought that was kind of interesting. I'm, I don't know too many other people that you know run into somebody the first round of NCAA's and then wrestle them two years later in the NCAA finals. But so, as you mentioned, it was kind of cool, and you know that you were on a race man you were kind of amongst your uh people that you looked up to you know growing up how did it feel winning that first ncaa title um it was awesome uh you know when you go into the match and you know the feel the mat the lights on you the the huge arena um and then just kind of wrestling it out and and seeing um you know, being there and you're hearing, you know, five, four, three, two, one, 
and you know you you got the match won. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of that's kind of pretty sweet, um, almost surreal feeling, and, and all that. It was it was awesome, man. I, I there's some things that you can never mimic in your life, and that's probably one of them. So, what did that moment um, mean for NC State? Not only at the time, but like in the growth throughout the last nine years. You know, you kind of started something down there, and I mean, it was something that kind of Pat had built in in Binghamton. You know, you could obviously see him growing that in Binghamton, and then he goes down to probably a place with better resources and opportunities for growth. And uh, that NCAA title, your first year down there, I mean, competing anyways. Uh, what did that What did that mean for that program? Um, it was awesome. I you know being being able to be kind of like a um like a building block of it all uh was a super unique and um cool opportunity and and being able to do that and then um you know seeing it grow from there and even growing it while i was part of it and having other people around me too it was awesome i I don't know anything to like kind of kind of beat it you know it's weird but yeah it kind of puts me in a unique spot and, and I'm lucky I had that opportunity um, by going down there. And that was one of the things going down there I, that created that opportunity for me. Right. So I, I don't know if it was after that year and you were backstage or if it was after the, the uh, your junior year winning it backstage, but you mentioned to uh, Pat as, you know, I think Flo had a camera on you and uh, you said something about the top 20 team. You remember that? Uh, yeah, I think, I think, I think uh, faintly. Yeah. So it just, it kind of speaks to what, you know, Pat did down there. You know, I think they were, you guys took 19th or 16th, one of those two, two years. And uh, it was the highest you guys have finished since like 1993 or 97 or something like that. Um, so yeah, it, it spoke volumes to what Pat was doing in that short amount of time that he was down there. So tell us about your uh, second title. I mean, did that mean any more than your first title? It was against Adam Kuhn, somebody that you've wrestled, you know, several times now in your your uh, career uh yeah wrestling adam i wrestled him at the beginning of that season um and it was like you know or actually the beginning of my my first year i don't know whenever i wrestled him um but his he just brought a, a different a different feel something i haven't felt before with the intensity that he wrestled with um and making um and just kind of staying composed and not not getting frantic and not getting fatigue and just keep moving and knowing that's kind of, you know, what I needed to do. And, um, I don't know, it, it was, it was unique, um, wrestling him. Cause he, he brought a, a unique skill set in terms of like, like I said, the pace that he wrestled and whatnot. So, um, it was, it was definitely, it was, it was fun to do it again and do it with an undefeated season too. Yeah, that's true. That was a, that was pretty cool that he did it all on undefeated. Yeah, that, that probably was the was the best part of it. It's kind of look back on that and say, um, you know, no one that, no one beat me that year. Yeah. So well, we'll move forward to 2016. Uh, of course, your your match with Kyle Snyder, that was at the uh, Madison Square Garden. Uh, I was actually down there as well. So you, I mean, you did get to call or your text or whatever that he was coming out of redshirt, bumping up. And, uh, you know, Pat did say that kind of made you a better person because, you know, you stepped up your training and 
and whatnot. So like, how did that match impact you impact your career? Not only your, you know, your, your college career, but like your freestyle career, you've, you trained with Snyder, you know, there's recently pitchers. I think you guys were at the Henry DeGlane, you know, practicing together. You guys Uh, are two of the greatest heavyweights in NCAA, you know, probably history. And now both with tons of senior level credentials. Yeah, you know it's 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 funny how things go because at one point you're like, oh, this is my this is my enemy. I got to beat this guy, and then you know later on, um, I was like, oh well, you know, I've got to learn from this guy and um, compete and and all that stuff. And you kind of have to put those other things aside to get better at things. Um, and that's something I've done. And, you know, some of the great wrestlers, you know, of like have always done those things. Um, yeah. Your uh, interview after I, that, been, I don't know I've if been, it was right um, after that or, you know, a couple months, but you, you mentioned how you kind of your outlook on that match and how it made you a better person and how it's going to make you a better wrestler. I, I think that, you know, spoke a lot of your mindset and uh, stuff about, you know, not just getting down on that match, but, you know, helping it grow you as a, person and as a wrestler so that's pretty cool so yeah being able to to kind of put things aside and and just um when you do everything that you you are told to do and you give everything you got and things don't fall your way that teaches you a lot in life and um especially when you can say like yeah no there's there's actually nothing i regret about it like i did everything i could um and it, it wasn't my day so right um so that like covered your 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 career at NC State, but the career from when it started back in the 2012-2013 season to now, you know, the difference of the Reynolds Coliseum. I think somebody posted a picture on Twitter, like me 10 years ago, me now, or whatever the trend was back seven months ago. Oh yeah. But you remember that? So yeah. from you know back 2013 to now, it's it's crazy to look at the stand the, the fans in the stands and um, just to see how much pop and company, including yourself, um, have grown that program. Um, how has that been like seeing all those fans in the stands? Um, it's, it's been fun to, it's been fun to observe and it's, um, I think it fits my personality to observe it from the stands now to have let other people, um, be on the floor that other people to, to have that time in the, in the light and be the the stars that people want to go there and meet and um i'll gladly go there and, and sit high in the stands and you know say hi to the people i know and try to get in and out as fast as i can um but but it's fun to it's fun to kind of know like i've i've been at it at both stages um from when i first came there as a red shirt sitting in the stands and wanted to put a a paper bag on my head to you know seeing four thousand people in there with the roof about to blow off. Yeah. When one of the, when Trent or Hayden, whoever's just raising the roof. So talking about the NC state program, it leads me to like the New York. I mean, there's seven New York guys on the roster right now, but like it's even the Northeast with the Camachos and um, Kovacs. And, you know, you got the Pennsylvania guys, um, Hidley's and, um, Eddie Scott, all those guys from the Northeast. What's that been like having the Northeast in New York in specific to uh, come down? Yeah, well, well, you look at teams that want to win, like they have those, they have those guys. They need those guys because those, those guys are um, the, the, the guys that are top of the country, you know? 
Um, so, so that's kind of, that's kind of good to see, but it's also important because we're getting, uh, our schools landing those guys that want to, um, be the best and they know they can go be the best here at NC state, which is, uh, completely true. Yeah. That's awesome. So, um, having those guys, um, come down here and, you know, you got things to talk about with them because either compete at a lot of the same tournaments or, um, you know, wrestle at the same club, stuff like that. They're, um, yeah, you guys, you kind of have that home field, you know, you obviously have Barnes and cook section two guys on the team. Yeah. I see those guys. Combine, I think too. Talk to them. Yep. Yeah. So that's pretty special to, uh, you know, to travel all the way down there. Some of those guys that are, you know, leaving their family and, and traveling. I mean, it's still kind of across the country as far as North South goes and, and, uh, they kind of have a home down there at school. Yeah, and it is. It's like, yeah, it's far, but at the same time, um, wouldn't, you know, you, you have, you know, it's far from home, but you know, there's, you know, 10 plus people from your region, from your um, ecosystem uh, to go to. And when I came here, there wasn't, there was, you know, Pat and Bill Cook, you know, so, and Sam Spino. So it, knowing that like you're going there, but also, yeah, this is far from home, but like, I know there's other guys from my club here and I know the coaches from my area I know there's, you know, postgraduates from my area. Um, it's just kind of a, it's a kind of a cool, cool little ecosystem we got going on here. Yeah, I, uh, if the, the state champ from, you know, Governor, if he was to go there, you know, it's something to, for me to look forward to, you know, spending a little warmer winters going south and uh, catching some matches in Reynolds Coliseum. That'd be fun to do. Yeah. Uh, uh, who is that? Uh, Carter Bear. Gotcha. He was a state champ last year as a sophomore. We'll uh, talk about some of your senior level stuff. So now you uh, talking about some of those guys that are current wrestlers for the Wolfpack and that just recently graduated. You wrestled in the Flows RTC Cup uh, a few months ago. What was that like competing with some of the young bucks? I mean, you guys look sharp as a team and you kind of, you know, were invested in each other's matches, whether it was, you know, getting pumped up when Trent was raising the roof every time you won yeah um it it was fun it was a lot of fun actually because uh getting to draw energy from those guys um and more than just inside the wrestling room but you know to the outside and and on the competition stage it was a ton of fun um and knowing that they're the level of competitors that they are and being to you know sit on the bench with them and and compete and um, getting fired up by seeing how well they do and knowing that you got to pick it up and kind of, you know, match their performances or, or exceed them as competitors like to do. Um, so it was, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it a lot. And I look forward to more of it in the future. Yeah, me too. So jumping more into your senior level career, as I mentioned, you, you graduated college in 2016. You, you, you know, you were climbing the ladder, um, and you were our guy at 125 kilograms, uh, starting in 2017. Uh, you made your first world team in 2017, earning bronze, helping Team USA to win their first team title, I think since 95. Uh, how did that feel, not only earning bronze, but like your first trip and being a part of a special team like that? Uh, it, was a, it was a very special time. Um, just because, you know, it's the world championships, you're 
on the best team the U.S. has had in 20 years, um, and and you're you're a part of it. And that was a, a player and bringing home team points that made the difference. Um, beating Russia in a close team score, um, all those things are all they're all very special things that um, at the time they're you know they're fun and, and cool. But I think as as time passes and you look on like this this isn't easily done when a team brings home seven medals or eight medals and um, you know you're you're a critical part of it um, and whatnot. So so that those things are are special and and cool and um, you know being being able to call some of the best American wrestlers of all time you know teammates um, is also you know, something cool. I uh, I was pretty pumped up. Proud American back um, watching that unfold, you know, when Snyder beat Sedulayev and you you made bronze and all the guys that medaled. And it was a special time for America that really kind of lit a fire under our ass to, you know, continue doing that, knowing that we're we're up there with Russia and we're not, you know, the second or third best team. Um, you know, any, any given year, we're, we're right there for the team title. So Yeah, and it's a it's one of those things where it's like, you you win and then uh you know that's just gonna motivate and make the other teams that you compete against sharper and more fiery too like you you got to beat them again you yeah know, they're, they're gonna come out swinging harder so yeah iron sharpens iron and yeah it makes for uh makes for great competition um uh, so you mentioned at the beginning of the show that you just competed at the henry de Glain, where you finished bronze how uh, important was it to go to france to get the foreign exposure and get in a tournament during these times. I mean, I can't imagine there's many United States guys that have traveled overseas and competed in tournaments since COVID kind of started back last March. Yeah, it's it was good. Um, you know, normally traveling overseas five times a year and, you know, doing it the first time a year um, is definitely a different feeling. But um, um, being able to get out, get three matches in in a day, um, that tournament field, not wrestling until two o'clock in the afternoon. And then again at five, then again at seven thirty. you know, mm-hmm. um, it was good. I did some good things. I did some things I needed to improve on. Um, and that's, that's what I went there for, you know, was it my best? No. Did it need to be my best? No. Um, did I improve on things from December that I wanted to? Yes. Are there a few new things I need to improve on? Yes. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm getting those opportunities against against good guys. The guy wrestled from Poland. He was second at the World Cup this year. Um, he's someone I've beaten before, though. So, so things like that are um, tough reminders that you know things go back and forth. You know, you win, you lose. You win, you lose. Um, and that's what top competitors do. And uh, you see it across the country in our own weight classes. So um, just because you're on the wrong end, it doesn't mean you can't be on the right end. And just because you're on the right end uh, doesn't mean, you know, you're, you're that far from the wrong end. You know, a couple calls, one call could put you on the other end of decision. So I agree. It's a good way to look at that. Um, so, I mean, it also kind of brought you back to, you know, wrestling Snyder, like you, it wasn't your day, you know, your day could be, um, you know, nine times out of 10, you could win that match or you could win those moments, but you know, just because you're above someone doesn't necessarily. Yeah, and, mean and, and, and that's not, 
I'm trying to the right way to put that. It's not, um, you know, it, it wasn't, it wasn't my best performance by any means. You know, there's a lot of things I could have done better this past, these past two weeks. Um, and even, even in December when I wrestled, um, I would be more, I would say that more so if I felt like I really went out and competed well, I did a lot of good things, but they just, they just edged me in different positions. Um, where someone like Kyle did that. Um, but, uh, this, this week, that, that tournament, I wouldn't say was, was at that level of things. Um, but you know, there's plenty of kids in high school that you see it happen to, and it's the end of their career and they, they gave it everything they had and didn't, didn't turn out the way it went. You wanted it to, mm-hmm. but, but you use that fire to keep them going and, um, type of deal. Yeah. So I'll, uh, get into some last few questions. The first one is we talked about, you know, the guys from New York and the Northeast, I guess, particularly the, the New York guys coming from the ecosystem that we're up here. So, you know, if you're going to NC State for college, what's the equivalent to Stewart's down there? Or, you know, we got Stewart's. What do they got down there? Um, it's going to be a bad comparison, but um, people down here and, and I don't I don't I'm not on board with it. It doesn't do it for me. Um People down here love their Bojangles. Yeah. Which is like religious down here, like Bojangles, Bojangles, Bojangles. They think it's the greatest thing ever. But also they have cookout and cookout, I think is actually pretty good. It's, it's fast food, but you know, for five bucks, you get a, a burger and two sides and a soda or milkshake, um, but not like Stewart's. It's, I don't know. They get some good ice cream places too down here. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of hard to beat. So I guess if you have a good ice cream spot, I'm hooked. If, if I'm going to go down and visit that area. Yeah. No, they, they got, they got this, uh, um, I can't think what they call it. Good berries. It's like a custard, a frozen custard, um, that they make, they make almost like McFlurries, but they're way fucking better than your normal McFlurry. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Um, so, you know, you you like grilling and I think during the summertime you like posting stuff What yeah. I, I, I guess I assume that you had a trigger, but what's your uh, favorite thing to grill? You know, you're a big man. Um, my favorite thing to grill, um, I do a bit of hey, grilling and smoking. I don't have a Traeger. I have a, a Myron mix and charcoal wood burner. Um, but uh, I, it's tough. It's a full day thing, man. I, I like a good smoked turkey breast is really good um, for poultry. Chicken wings are good. Um I enjoy doing a brisket, but again, like a brisket, that's an all day thing, man. You know, you gotta be, you gotta be ready to go all day. Um, especially like my type of setup, it's not auto feed. It's not feeding pellets, you know, via Bluetooth, you know, so I, I'm, I'm around the house, you know, adding wood, adding charcoal, keep my heat up, all those type of things. That's kind of like what I, that's the part of it. I enjoy a lot. Yeah. That's the, um, uh, that's kind of what makes you a, a better cook than uh, rather than doing it from your phone or whatever you're doing it. Yeah, you know, those other things are, are, they're good. They're almost idiot proof. You know, you can't, you can't screw it up. Um, Uh, So so, my next question is, who are you taking? Ben Askren or Jake Paul? um, I would, I would, I would say uh, Ben just purely off of just a combat mind, a combat athlete. um, And, and I would assume toughness, you know, I don't think, um, I don't think Jake Paul has 
has that in him just to keep moving forward and keep fighting where he beat a rapper and a a point guard. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, I, I definitely am going with Ben Askren <clears throat> as well. And, uh, you know, I hope that he doesn't let, doesn't let the uh, wrestling world down. <clears throat> yeah, right. It'd be, it'd be good to see him win. Yeah. So uh, my last question, as far as uh, this goes, what's your uh, craziest overseas trip? You know, I don't know if it was Gilman or I don't even know who it was, but they mentioned they were over in like Russia and I mean, it might've been like Bobby Telford wanted a, um, a wolf's coat or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was, I was part of that. Oh, Um, really? Myself, uh, was Dan Dennis? No, not Dan Dennis. Uh, James Green was there with me. I got some pictures of it, man. It was, it was a hell of a time. Um, we were in Dagestan for the intercontinental cup. Um, we met some cool guys, uh, basically some friends of Khabib, um, that we got in touch or I got in touch with them through, um, connecting with Jamil Kelly, who was out at Stanford at the time and Stanford and AKA right next to each other and being friends with Cormier and Khabib and essentially getting connected and being able to, you know, go out to dinner with these guys and them showing us around and really pulling out all the stops for us. Um, so I, I have to really write up a, a good article on it someday um, and put it on my... Um, Rockfin. Yeah, put it on my Rockfin. I just want to figure out the right way to oh, yeah. go about it and the characters to use. Oh, it's definitely something cool to uh, <clears throat> think about doing. I, I got some good pictures. I'm actually looking for my pictures right now because um, it was a fun time. You know, I just don't want to get anyone in trouble that wouldn't want to be uh, involved <laughs> in it. But no, no, nothing bad happened. Right. Nothing bad at all on the trip. So uh, that's about it for questions. I got to ask now, what's next for, what's what next for you? As far uh, as the uh, senior level stuff goes. I got a, uh, there should be an event being announced soon. Uh, beginning of, uh, beginning of February here, uh, actually down in Charlotte. So hopefully competing in that. That's kind of the plan. Awesome. You got anything else for us to add? No, I'm glad you guys. Uh, I'm glad you guys are running something out in New York, and um, that's always good stuff to hear. Um, I actually don't like doing a ton of podcasts and interviews, but being you know you're you're a small time operation, and you guys are New York people, I I find time for this type of stuff. I appreciate it. I'll uh, I'll make sure to plug in your Rockfin channel. Everything I share. I mean, I don't have nearly as many followers as you, but I'll uh I'll do my part and help supporting you. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Awesome. Well, have a good day. All right, man. See it. And that's a wrap for episode nine. Uh, this episode was a lot of fun with Gwiz. If you've liked this episode, give it a five star rate and a review on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to give it a like and a share. You can follow Gwiz on Twitter and Instagram at ngwiz. That's n g w i z z z, three z's. Um, you can also go to his Rockfin channel and subscribe to Nick Wazdowski. He's putting out some good content out there, and uh, it's very appealing to the wrestling community. So, uh, And that's also supporting him, so don't forget to go do that. Uh, that's all I have, and uh, I'll be back in a few days with Zach as we give our Week 5 recap. Peace.